Welcome to the Don't Know Much podcast, the DKM podcast, where we don't know much about anything, but what I do know is <laughs> back to school, traffic. I love it. I love yeah, it. The back to school shopping. Not just shopping, just traffic as a whole. Uh, people tend to be a lot more erratic, obviously, you know, because kids exist. And um, it's one of those things where parents just like sometimes common sense just goes out the window because they're... Uh, uh, their kids come above all else, you know, rightfully so. But in every situation, they just take it over the top. Like uh, er- earlier in the week, I had a um an incident on the road where some lady was just really, really like something important was happening. She was in a rush, and I can like I she didn't lower her window, I didn't lower my window, but she was you know just flicking me off and stuff. But her kids were in the back, and I'm just like, well, it is in the morning. And I'm pretty sure she was just taken to the school. But, like, it's it's one of those things where I'm just like, yikes, buddy. And I'm glad that schools are now implementing this whole, we're not going to start school on Monday. We're going to start it on Wednesday to give the kids a uh, a three-day week to start the the school year. Which I think is a nice implement. You know, I wish they implemented it when, you know, <laughs> we were still going to school. But it, it, it's fine. The new generation can can uh, bask in the spoils of our of our uh <laughs> of our suffering which uh you know you get you gotta pay for it i guess in some ways somehow right i mean i don't know about you marcos but like when i remember when i went to school i remember <laughs> i went back i think it was my senior year and i always remember my senior year of high school because i remember i couldn't sleep and i didn't sleep the night before so i just stayed awake all night and then just showed up to school like walked into my desk saw the same teacher hey teach what's up and then i just plopped my head on the desk and just slept for the whole like first day i didn't do a damn fucking thing yeah, uh, we all have had those uh, uh, classmates. Yeah, but I don't know about you, though, man. Like, I, I know that, you know, COVID was shit and all, but, man, if I was a kid and you told me that, like, hey, would you rather, like, go to school or, like, learn this shit at, at your home on a Zoom meeting? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I, I'm kind of a hands-on kind of kid myself, but I look at this shit and be like, man, I could have done this shit easily through a fucking Zoom meeting True. just fine. I don't I don't think I need to be in a fucking classroom all day. And I, I don't know. I, I thought that was just kind of a neat thing because I remember, like, when a lot of people in my circle of life, um, there was a lot of people that were, you know, forced into going to school um, on their computers. And I get it with some kids. It's a little bit more difficult because kids are, you know, they don't quite understand the whole. I know we have, like, the iPad kid generation going on right oh, now. Yeah. Um, but I remember I was talking to, uh, to my father, and we were talking about my half-brother, and you know, he was telling like, yeah, one of them is doing fine, but the other one's a little struggling because he misses his friends and he's little and he doesn't quite understand this. And we're all stuck at the house and yada, yada, yada. Um, and he misses school because like, he had friends and it, it was really sad. But um, but I, I could see why you need to have both, um, you know, depending on whatever fucking illness comes up today. Uh, because I remember, you know, before, the, you know, COVID and, and now mo- monkeypox, you had that swine flu epidemic for about, I want to say like a year when I was in middle school. That, But that wasn't like, a, hey, we got to quarantine ourselves. It was just kind of like a scary thing. Like, oh, we all get swine flu. And I, I don't remember. Or the whole e- Ebola. Yeah. yeah, that that was. Yeah, I forgot that it was even a thing. It, it wasn't was e- just jokes. Yeah, it wasn't. A, it was a nothing burger. Everyone was just blowing it out of proportions, really. You know, I will say, though, yeah. bringing up the whole um, uh, kids going to school digitally and how it's affecting their health and uh, their mental health it's it's literally proving the point where i feel like you know work from home is great momentarily but i don't think it's like a permanent thing for everyone because it's one of those things where like you need to be social especially the kids kids need to like go out uh 
have just do anything that they can just to like uh you know be a freaking kid yeah especially you're developing and you know if you if you raise a shut in like god he's he's gonna be fucked in in the real world i, I get that but you know you and me both especially we, we had this discussion before about like working from home and i'll tell you about my experience from working from home if you want uh later on um but i i, I believe that like working from home is fine um because in the argument that you know you and me had it was just that like oh people need to interact with each other but like when you're at a job you don't like or you're already kind of busy at work you're not going to be talking to other people especially face to face um as everyone's kind of doing their own little thing um but yeah you know it's it's fine you know even me as a as a as a shut-in i tend to try to go out every once in a while even if it's just to get gas like me being outside and seeing the sun is sort of something i need to do every once in a while which is uh what i've been doing lately Uh, a lot of things are changing my life should i uh, go into what's been going on marcus go go right ahead i'll I'll just uh i'll just uh, add on to whatever you got chip in okay yeah sure uh so at the time of this recording it is august 19th and (laughs) i have officially left my second job this year alone um yeah not you know what And, and i know i know it sucks but to be fair though this is what I wanted, um, and I'll, I'll go into more detail of what exactly was my job and what happened at my job. I'll try to keep it brief, not super venty, because it's really awkward to vent to people about your job when they don't understand it. It's why I prefer venting to a coworker that can relate to you or understand your circumstances. Um, but essentially what happened was that after the last job, the, the last job I left, um, I got hired into working from home, which was my first working from home job, which was great. It, it literally was exactly like I expected. You get to wake up, you know, 45 minutes before your shift started. You can work in your pajamas. You make your breakfast at your own house. You don't got to go out to get something to eat on the way. You don't got to wake up super early. You know, it was all great. It's exactly why I, I, I like the idea from working from home because I never liked the idea. It's like, oh, shit, I got to wake up three hours early. And, you know, with the last job I had with, you know, they wanted me to come in 11 to 7. And I like that schedule because I know by that time the roads are so clear that you can make it there in like in 15 minutes. But then as I started cutting my schedule back and back to earlier that morning, now what used to be a 30, like a 15 minute drive suddenly became an hour to an hour and a half because it's just gridlock at that point. And I just hated that shit. So I worked as this like uh, roadside dispatcher position. Well, more like a roadside service guy. Uh, Essentially, you call and you say, hey, uh, my car broke down. I need someone to come over here and tow my vehicle. And I would say, all right, sir. Well, are you in a safe location? Where are you? Um, What's your name? Let me pull up your policy number. And we got to work with like 50 different insurance companies that I didn't even know fucking existed at this point. Um, And eventually uh you know it was an all right job it sucked because like the thing is though and and i'm just gonna get this out there right now it's basically a call center and anybody has ever worked in a call center will tell you to avoid them like the fucking plague i don't recommend working at a call center they seem easy and yes while i went from working at a burger king to a call center that was technically an upgrade while the the pay was a little bit better the extra work you're going to be doing is probably not worth it especially when you factor in like metrics and sales quotas and shit like that it's definitely not worth it um so i did that job i want to say starting early august no not august uh june i believe right so i started back in early june and initially when they hired us you know it was 13 dollars an hour and i thought okay it's 13 dollars an hour it's not a lot of money but i get to work from home and i don't gotta like pay you know a lot of money for gas and shit like that especially with how expensive gas is it still is um so I got hired to work there, and, you know, the job was, was pretty good. I liked the training. I will say this, though. Like, being trained during a fucking Zoom call 
it was the best fucking time ever at that job. I was completely, like, ignoring the shit out of it. Because material was really brain-dead stupid easy. It was really, like, you could learn the shit in a day. But, you know, they told us, like, oh, you're going to have, like, two weeks of this shit. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I pulled out my phone. I played on my Switch. I played fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! I played Splatoon and yada, yada, yada. And I was just kicking my feet back. Because I already had previous experience with this kind of shit. So it wasn't, like, completely out of the right. field. So... I finally get on the floor, and the job, you know, at first I kind of like it because it's not like, okay, there's no sales quota, I don't got to hit a metric, yada, yada, yada. But then after a while, after like the hundredth call, and then the third person calls you a cocksucker because they don't know what fucking highway you're in. Like the worst phone call I ever dealt with in this job was with some crazy woman up in Wisconsin, and she told me Wait, that her whoa, daughter whoa, whoa. was on. I need you to put respect on the way T Pain said it Wisconsin. All right. Wisconsin. He rem- he okay. rhymed mansion with Wisconsin. That man's a lyrical genius. I think it's a little foolish, but it's a lyrical genius. Like Wisconsin. He was truly ahead of his time. <laughs> he really was. I, I commissioned that we 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 rename Wisconsin to Wisconsin. Let's go. Uh, but yeah. So the worst phone call I ever dealt with, and I, I'm not gonna vent or get super into detail. But long story short, this lady called me. She was really fucking mad, and she told me that like you motherfuckers didn't um get me. Uh, you told my daughter that she didn't have coverage, and yada yada yada. And I'm like, okay, ma'am, well, I'm very sorry about that. You know, it's good. Well, the good news is I was able to pull up your coverage. I need to know where the fuck your daughter is so I could go ahead and send someone out there, right? And she responded to me as thus, Marcos. She's on Highway 10. Now. For those who drive a car and maybe know a little bit about your destinations, when you say someone is on a highway, you generally have to give them a little bit more detail. Mm -hmm. Like, what exit are you on? A mile marker? A city? A zip code? Anything you could give me. This bitch would not give me jack and shit, and it was the most irritating fucking phone call I ever dealt with. This one did not want any help. She was just calling me a cocksucker over and over and over and over again, and it kind of got me fed up. And eventually, like, and it wasn't, like, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. It's just I want to give you guys an idea of, like, the kind of work that we're doing. And it, it didn't help either that the supervisor at the time, not my main supervisor. My main supervisor was a badass. I loved her. Um, but uh, she, she just basically kind of, like, I told her, like, hey, look, this lady's been calling me a cocksucker, like, 60 times now, and you told us that whenever someone starts cussing them out, we have to hang up the phone on them because you told us that you value our health and everything. So right. I'm just telling this now. Either you take the fucking call or I'm hanging up on her because she doesn't want any help. She clearly doesn't give a shit about her daughter that is somewhere on the fucking highway because she can't, like, give me an idea where the fuck she's at. So whatever. Um and it, it was it was like kind of like the peak of it, and that's what kind of like reminded me like why I don't recommend people to work in a call center because you're gonna be dealing with a lot of those people, and then you think like in any department you work at, like okay, I have literally not selling jacket shit to people, and people will still have a fucking fit with you, but whatever, that was then. So fast forward um, a couple weeks ago, um, I get a message from my supervisor and some trainers saying like, hey Danny, uh, we're gonna train you from not uh, to do um, dispatch and follow up. So I was only intake, so my job was pretty straightforward. I all I get was who you are, where you are, and what's your problem with your car, and I send out a provider to do either a battery jump, a tow. Um, a tire change, you know, basic shit like that. I'm just a guy who gets that information and I pass along to dispatch so then they can take care of the rest, right? right? Pretty straightforward, easy job, didn't complain because, like, yeah, it sucks, but you know what? The job is pretty brain-dead, stupid, easy. If you could get into the rhythm and everything and just forget about it, um, I didn't complain. So the job suddenly tells me, like, oh, well, we need you to now do all these other extra departments job. And I said, you know, resp- respectfully, I'm like, well, is that considered a promotion? Do I get a pay raise? And they said, no, it's not. You're still getting paid the $13 an hour. So I started thinking about this. I'm like, hey, um, I don't know about you guys, but 
that's a lot of more fucking work I'm going to be doing, and I'm not getting a raise, and I'm forced into it. Nah, I don't. Nope, I I don't appreciate it. But I stayed for it. I I try to look for other work at the time, and it's really difficult when you're trying to like sleek out of a a job while you can still do other interviews. And I've been a handful of interviews at this time. Um, But eventually, I just kind of got fed up, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to quit silently. So what I did was that I showed up for the two days of training. I did absolutely fucking nothing. I was talking to my friend the entire time while we were shitposting, like, yo, this this is a fucking waste of time. I'm just showing up to get paid for the training and, and fucking skedaddle. And, um, yeah, eventually on the third day, they said, like, oh, on the third day, we need you to start taking phone calls. And at this point, I have not given a single second of a fuck at this point, and I haven't been paying a single attention. I have been playing any every video game I could think of other than paying attention to the trainer, right? And the thing was that was really funny was that whenever we, you know, we were all cu- quiet, and we were all in the same situation. I was talking to some of the other people in the class when they put us on a breaker room to do role play, Um I talked to everyone, so like, hey, so is everybody here fucking pissed and we're all leaving, right? And everyone's just like, yeah, pretty much. This, this is fucking bullshit. We shouldn't have to, like, tolerate this kind of bullshit. Right. And, um, yeah, so eventually I, I got uh, – today, um, after – I didn't show up for the last two days. I was just like, man, fuck this job. I'm not even going to look at it. If they fire me, great. You know, it's it's not like I have to, like, clean out a desk or anything. I just got to uninstall some software. And – um Eventually, I finally got on the phone with my supervisor. You know, my, my supervisor's been fantastic. I just want to make this clear because she's been totally on my side since day one. She's never, you know, I've dealt with some dumbass fucking supervisors where, like, I used to work in DirecTV sales and someone would say, like, you know, I did all the, re- you know, I did all the rebuttals. I promoted this. I did this and that. And then they'll listen to the call and, they, you know, they got to figure out something why I didn't make the sale. And then some asshole will chip up and be like, well, Daniel. You see, the problem was that the reason why I didn't get the sale on the phone was because you didn't compliment the customer's shoes. Because you're not That's based. why. And I'm just like, um, okay, I, I guess I'll, I'll make sure they, they're wearing shoes. Hopefully they're not wearing sandals. But, um, you know, she, she was on my side since day one. She took my side on on multiple things. Uh, she took my side when I got sick with COVID. And she's like, hey, I'm going to help you, you know, keep this job, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, and I and I even complained to her about, like, hey, I think your supervisor. Because like, oh, the main complaint with that was constantly that I had that got me so heated was that when I told the, the supervisor at the time, like, yo, this lady wasn't helping me. She told me to go back on the phones and call her back. I told her I'm not dealing with that shit. You deal with it because I was calling you for help and you told me to kiss my – to try to calm the customer down. I'm like, no, you you, you don't get it. At some point, you just have to tell the customer, unless you want my help, I'm not helping you, you know? Right. So uh, eventually I got off the phone with my supervisor, told her, hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm really grateful. It was a pleasure working with you, man. But listen, uh, you're going to piss, you're going to, you pissed off like a shit ton of people, not her particular, but like the company I work for, um, you pissed off a lot of people. You pissed off so many people that I'm not surprised that more than half of your people are just going to be sk- like disappearing. And the fucked up part was that like, mind you, we were told to get this, you know, training and prom- promotion uh, with no raise mandatorily and without giving the option to stay in the department we were comfortable in. But meanwhile, we found out that another class is given the option to get the training with the incentive of a pay raise so you know i kind of like looked at my boss and, and the best analogy i could look at it, it's like imagine you're a firefighter right you trained to be a firefighter you studied you did this this and that and you did it for a couple months and then like all of a sudden your chief of fire department comes in and just says hey guys um listen we need you guys to also be the police and the paramedics and you guys are not getting a fucking well, raise and you're gonna start they, they do uh emt work as well but yeah i see what you mean I see but, what you mean. but you're not a cop and that's my yeah, point yeah. though is that like you need to do a whole other thing of a process and you're not getting a raise i'm like um yeah no that's that's not gonna swing for me so 
Um, and yeah, and, and that's, that's like one of the, uh, that's what happened to me. I just, you know, I politely left on good terms with, with her. I doubt I left in good terms with the company itself, but, um, uh, but fuck that place. Don't, don't work in a call center, people. Please just don't work in a call center. If you absolutely need to work in a call center, let's just say hypothetically you need money for two weeks, do it for the training and get the fuck out. Don't, don't stick with them. It's going to fucking crush you. It is not going to be fun. And, and here's another thing though. And here, and this is the thing that really got me fucking pissed, right? Um, there was an issue that you you can't use the bathroom unless you're on fucking break time. And I have a problem with that because it's like, hey, break is when you relax from work a little bit. When I get a take of shit, that's a natural bodily function <laughs> I have yeah. to do. So I hate that argument. They tell me like, well, if you guys got to use your bathroom, uh, just take your break time and then cut it out of your regular break. And I'm like, but what happens if I need to take a shit after my break time? Am I not? allowed to do it and i'm i'm sorry to say this but as a grown man i don't need another grown-ass adult to tell me i can't take a shit in my own That's house the equivalent like, of like uh you should have used the bathroom in between breaks uh classes yeah, in between classes and then a lunch break yeah it's like, like teach like i walked i ran half the fucking school and barely made it on time you think i'm gonna go take a piss in the middle of it like i don't know i don't know man like some some people just don't understand the function of it and I, it just kind of drives me nuts and i'm like well listen and the argument is like well we don't want employees to be sitting on their asses all day and like getting paid and i'm like well the well how do you know that like what are you gonna do you're gonna start expecting toilets and shit let me smell the bum drop the pants let me smell your ass did you wipe did you wipe Mm. yeah that's what i thought (laughs) let me get a little taste so so yeah that 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 got me like super heated i was just like look i look so like soup i i get it you've been great with me but look i I, i'm not gonna lie though the fact you're writing me up because i went on two minutes to go take a piss and i'm in trouble for it doesn't really incentivize me to keep working this job so like yeah listen once you work at one call center they're all the same avoid them like the fucking plague if you absolutely need to do it do it for the two weeks of training don't give a shit and get the fuck out and don't worry they don't give a shit this about is you. one of those things where i want to read the policy because like if i have a laptop and i'm working from a laptop um or maybe it's a company provided laptop hypothetically speaking and uh mm-hmm. i am taking a dump <laughs> And I'm speaking to customers like, um, all right, I got your information. Uh, please hold. And as you're as you're on hold, you're just pushing for your life. You're all your clothes are on the floor, and you're sweating because you're trying to push this stool out of the out of you. You know, you know what I'm talking about. One of those moments where you're like, you're actually taking the yeah. Fat, I know, I get fat, it. Fat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where um, I wonder if like that's in like okay when it comes to like the policies and stuff, because uh. I mean, like one time, like I, I was trying to go on break in between calls because, again, the calls come so fast that, you know, there's no like after call most of the time. Sometimes it just goes back into ready. And you take a call right immediately afterwards. I remember I was holding it in a piss and I was supposed to go on break. And I remember I just said, man, fuck this shit. So I told the lady, OK, man, where are you? are you at your house? OK, good. Are you comfortable? Yeah. OK, cool. Give me one second. Let me go check your information. Put it on hold. Ran to go take a piss and came back because I'm like, fuck this shit, dude. Based. Like I, if I have to break the rules, I have to break the goddamn rules. She's not stranded on the highway. She's not dying in the seat. She's comfortably in her house asking for a fucking tire change. I'm not in any fucking rush at that point. You know, it's one of those things where uh, if you've been at a customer service job, you can at least at least you're humbled by the fact that you've been through what uh, like other customer service representatives or other customer service uh, uh, per, uh, people who you know work in customer service have done. So at least like you'll be mm-hmm. able to like humble yourself and catch yourself whenever you're like at a store or at a restaurant. But you like know? I don't know, man. Like I don't know. Is it because like my mom raised me to be like polite to people and just be grateful you got people willing to help you? Like yes, is it super aggravating? Look, I have never been a Karen. As far as I'm aware of, I've always been really relaxing and really understanding. The right. only time, the only time I get vividly remember I got like super pissed off was when my ISP charged me a hundred bucks for like a service uh, repair where I had no 
fucking power over it and they they try to like pull a fast one saying like oh well sir like that's the norm and i'm like no it ain't that's not how this fucking works Mm -hmm. but that that's just me i'm just like super relaxed i'm calm but like dude some people just like they give you shit for nothing and it's like dude like i'm and that's what like i've told you this before off the off the pod marcos where it's just like dude i i've dealt with some people that are like you know have every reason to get mad pissed off they're stranded in the middle of a fucking desert they don't walk like two miles to get cell phone service and shit like that they're tired and they'd be so polite and calm and friendly and they'll be like yeah you know it's okay sir you know signal's a little bit garbage here so when can you send someone out oh we'll get a message okay we'll wait for that thank you so much and it's like dude these people are so fucking sweet and polite but then you get people that just give you shit and i'm just like dude you're at your house you're at a store you're at this this and that i don't know what your situation is but you don't have to call me an asshole you called me to help you i'm not giving you any fucking trouble at this point and it's like ma'am i i can't give a fuck like let's just get look in and out in and out lady like i don't care don't tell me about the artificial intelligence that's fucking you over in the system because guess what i have no fucking control over it why are you wasting your breath on it i clearly don't give a shit about it so can we move the fuck on it's one of those things where um uh, when it comes to like inconveniences and how things work, like how how you react under pressure as well, uh, like I'm not even talking about like you get like bad customer service. I'm talking about like you know something happens with your car and you don't know what to You're do. Freaking You're out. freaking out, right? Like it's one yeah. of those things. Yeah, and I get that. I've done. I've dealt with people like scared shitless on the highway, and I get it. It's a scary situation. But it's like, hey man, like highway, highway stuck at a Walmart. Highway stuck at a Walmart. Wait, well, I mean. <laughs> It depends on the Walmart. Let's be real here. I mean, yeah, to be fair, though. Yeah, but you're, like, come on. No, like, yeah. and especially when you give me fucking attitude and you're giving me, like, sarcasm and shit. I'm like, hey, ma'am, you're like, I'm trying to help you. You're wasting my fucking time. What are you trying to do trying to play stupid jokes with me? Because, like, I had this woman called one time. I'm like, hello, ma'am, are you in a safe location? Like, I'm in a fucking Walmart. And I'm just like... Uh, okay, ma'am. Uh, that could, depending on certain people, that feels like they're in the fucking uh, PVP zone. I don't know what the fuck you, you want me to tell be you. One of those so, weird WalMarts where it's a, uh, it's a uh, grocery store Walmart, and not one of those big mega ones. You know, the big reg- the regular ones that we see. Yeah, the friendly neighborhood ones. I have one near my house, and I keep forgetting that thing exists Same. because it's like so yeah. fucking tiny. And I'm just like that. That thing's still there. I've never been there. Um, but yeah. So, I, anyways, I don't wanna get like super venting on it. So, long story short, um, I did the job for a couple months, and I I kind of hated it, and I, I basically had this realization. And the the main thing that kind of motivated me to just get out of there and also to get out of it was like I started like getting like really pissed off, where I'm just like, man. I'm so fucking tired of working at these lame ass jobs with no growth where they don't treat you with respect and you're you're nothing to these companies and they want to take advantage of you and yada yada yada. So I realized that okay, I need a skill set because all I have under my resume right now is I've worked a lot of shitty random jobs, but I don't have anything of a skill set to provide to people. Say like, yo, I'm I'm gonna I could do this or that. I'm certified to do X Y Z thing. So. What the immediately right after I, I I got let go or no immediately when I stopped showing up to work I, I signed up for the uh, Google IT certification uh, on Coursera and it's about like thirty nine dollars like forty dollars a month and um, I started it uh, two days ago and I've been going straight at it in fact once we're done recording this I'm gonna get back into doing more of that and it's pretty basic it's pretty basic IT stuff right now like I, I'm right now getting into the part like oh how does an operating system work but they show you like how to build a computer I was like jokes on you I know how to build computers <laughs> but um so yeah I've realized that okay look Danny you need to take a step back you want to make some changes in your life which you clearly have but at, lately though the changes that you've been doing is that you've been going from you know the best now anal- analogy I could look up is that you're 
um, Luigi Circuit in Mario Kart Double Dash, you know, where it's just like that one giant eight where you're just going back and forth, back and forth, and it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that that was what my problem in my life was, that, like, I have been trying to keep running that same fucking circuit over and over and over again, thinking that eventually my life will get better or eventually I will be blessed with an opportunity. And clearly that's not how life works. If you if you go in circles, you're just going to keep doing circles for the rest of your life. And while I didn't like college because I, I dropped out that shit because of depression and, and like loss of interest, um, I realized that I want to hone in on what is my, my passion and what interests me, and that's computers. I like computers. I like building computers. I like to know how computers work. I like to fix people's computers and shit. Um, so that's my goal right now is to finish the certification as quickly as possible um on average they say that if you do this certification i want to say like an hour a day you could finish this in like three months so my goal is to try to finish in like in three hours and see if i could squeeze that down to one or two months uh but i'm still like doing work on the side i've been trying to find like part-time work because the way i look at it is like okay if i gotta eat noodles for the next two months only i'm willing to do that if i could just get this shit out of the way and get that cert under my belt and go immediately into the IT field and get my, like, skill set and have something that I could take with me for the rest of my life, right. you know? So that way I don't got to keep, like, scraping by for, like, 20K, barely 20K a year when I can start making 30 to 40 to 50K on entry level alone. So, yeah, that's that's essentially what the uh, life update is right now. I still want to get back into streaming. I've been really craving to get back into streaming, I just haven't set up OBS on this new computer yet. It's been kind of like something I've been doing in the back burn. Um, but we'll have to wait and see uh, how that uh, turns out. So, yeah, that's that's the life update for your boy When Danny. it comes to uh, any advice I can give when it comes to uh, my my experience in the work field and all that, um, and even from stories that I've read online and even, heck, even real-life experiences that other people have shared uh, – it's one of those things where it doesn't really matter where you work. Any negative trait that you hate in this job or this career or, they, or these kind of people will show up no matter where you are, no matter how skilled in labor you are. Um, particularly, like, I'm in the um, – at least I studied in the aviation field as a mechanic. And uh, when I was working as a airplane tech a, it was it was fine and all, but there, there were things where um, – as rich as our customers were, because we were mostly dealing with private jets and business jets, it, th- there were moments where people would get, you know, pissed because the customer needed it at this time for this meeting or for this or for that. And then our managers and upper management gets on top of us. I was like, hey, there's only so much we can do, yada, yada, yada. We try to explain to them everything that's going. And then um, their solution is, well, more meetings, more this, more that. I was like, well, you know, the more meetings we have, the less time we have at work and whatever. And then, yeah, I was about to say yeah, that. So, it's, 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 so then they try, like, changing up the meeting things. And then uh, I started working with airplane batteries uh, uh, because of multitude of reasons and then no one was really representing the battery shop so I'm like i had to go but then i would get an alarm it's like oh look a battery's going off i gotta go back i gotta leave this meeting and uh, it, it was a whole bunch of things but all i'm saying is is that even in uh uh a field where you need to be skilled and licensed in order to be to be working there you will still come across you know uh incompetency or just lack of common sense because of corporatization really just blocks the wrinkles in your brain from developing um because you're just trying to just follow the orders of someone and you're trying to follow the status quo uh which is why like at least one of our guys uh you know i freaking love this dude 
if you saw this man, you saw you saw this big hulking dude of a man. He's got a freaking uh like. You, you you could tell that he worked out when he was younger, and he still kept that that mass, that muscle mass. But he's you know, he, but he's also mm-hmm. a working man and also a family man. Uh, so he's got like, a bit of a gut, and he's balding. And the dude was a mechanic when he first started uh, uh, the the field, but now he's in the uh, upper management. And the guy understands, and he explains to the uh, all the all the white suits, all the corporate, uh, you know, nice the blue collars. Basically, no blue collar. We're mechanics are blue collars. White collars are the uh, everyone in the office. Oh, white collars. You're right. You're right. My he bad. He tells them like this is this is how it goes. This is how it normally goes, and all that stuff. And it, at least it helps keep everything like everyone was satisfied with his. Uh, with his uh performance as a as a as a in, in someone in management but like everyone else is just like Ugh. and that's why like i get the phrase why people say uh i didn't quit the job i quit the management you know stuff type of yes stuff, which makes sense yeah no i agree with that like some some people just need to realize that like sometimes the job could be perfectly fine but if it's your manager or the way how it's handled or xyz thing that could be just a, a breaker for some people and that's why like i like wanting to have a skill set under me because it's like, okay, if I don't like this IT position because let's say the management's dumbasses or or they're not paying me for my work and yada, yada, I, that's still something I could keep to myself and I could go to another place and say, you need me and I have the, the skills that you need to in order to do this job. So that's why like I'm so going to ham and going to town on it where it's like I didn't care that I left my job like in, in not in the best way, but not like in super bad, like, you know, fuck everybody, I'm going right. to be a, a – a SoundCloud rapper. It was more like, a, "Hey, I'm just quietly protesting because you're going to be missing a lot of people." But with a job like that, they don't care. They know that it's a numbers game, and that's why you know that's that's what I'm saying. So, for me, my goal is 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 to just have something under my belt and just keep doing it because going in circles has not improved my life whatsoever. It's one of those things where um, a lot some people need to understand that. Sure, it's it's kind of scummy when people are. Are essentially forced into this idea that you got you have to go into uh, higher education uh, to get a good job, which essentially is true. Statistics shows that if high school graduates versus anyone who has even a bachelor's, um, the the difference in pay and livelihood is is just tremendous, especially now in twenty twenty two. It's one of those things where like if you don't have a degree, like uh, unless you're doing something like a family business or something else, like uh, like through nepotism. As scummy as that sounds, uh, like you're you're gonna have a bad time, and it's one of those things where, like, even now, if you look at statistics, and I know this is all part of the whole manosphere red pill thing, but like, apart from that, from that, it's an actual statistics where I think graduation rates, or maybe was it attendance rates, one of the two, uh, I'm pretty sure it's graduation rates, where sixty percent of graduation rates are women. And forty percent are men, and that number is, or that gap, I should say, is only widening, where men are no longer interested in higher education, and women are. And I'm pretty sure, like within twenty years, I could see a big flip where a lot of women are making, um, uh, what's that called? Uh, it's a bell curve, where like, it's in the shape of like a, uh, like a half circle where it, where it tapers off at the end. Where like mm-hmm. like you know how when it comes to IQ, uh, men are both the smartest and the dumbest people, but women are have a higher average, right? So like they have this like they're in the middle more, but men are more in the extremities more. That's the bell curve I'm talking about. Uh, when it comes to like pay, I'm pretty sure it's gonna follow that trend too, where like men are gonna be the most paid, 
and the least paid where women are going to we're gonna are gonna be more focused on the middle part, and that's that's gonna be an interesting thing in the in the future. Where like where a lot of women, or statistically speaking, women are more educated than men. Uh, men are just you know doing their own thing, or maybe opening up a mechanic shop, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Who knows? But it's it's one of those things where like sure, school may not be for you, but it's kind of hard to live, especially nowadays without a without a simple bachelor's degree. Which honestly, in some cases, bachelor's sometimes feels like 13th and 14th grade because of how easy some of these courses are which is funny enough but like it, it's, it's one of those things where um i tell people to look out into the future to see how yeah, the changing my, of times and the changing of culture uh with this new uh uh generation yeah my my main my biggest concern about doing this though is that like when i read up about like hey realistically speaking if i get this cert um what are my chances of getting a job and what most people tell me is that in this kind of field um, experience is really what's going to like really, you know, convince people to take right. you up. I've have heard stories of people saying like they were they all applied at the same position. They were non none of them were college grads, similar, you know, ages and things like that. Nothing to really like give the leg up amongst other people. But one guy was chosen. And when, you know, the interview was speaking with him, he said, like, look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The only reason why I took I, I gave you the, the the job compared to everybody else was because you had a Google cert, because that's the only thing I'm banking on is like big companies are going to look at them and be like, wow, you got trained by fucking Google. Like this guy, you know, he must know a lot, you know, yeah, you um, know what it is. It's, it's honestly like if you tell me you got that Google cert, I'll look at you and be like, all right, well, cool. You took time to get this. I wouldn't say that's a big old hoopla. Because at least I right. know what it is, but like at least I uh, compared to like anyone else, you could at least the way I've people have told me is that like the trainers and supervisors and all the higher ups could look and say this guy is determined enough to finish the course to prove that he knows what he to know like the bare minimum and the idea of what it is. Right. So, um, and it's kind of scary because I was I was just curious like well before I started I looked on Indeed and I looked like entry level IT positions and while most of them didn't mention any degrees or anything like that they just said only have experience or the know how of what IT is and like you know how to fix computers and shit like that which is my kind of you know mo um that's like my my main thing that I'm banking on is like okay I'm gonna start doing that and my goal is that like you know what people say is like okay but once you get the Google cert you know yes it is the cheaper alternative to let's say getting the CompTIA which is like the big like hey this this guy he's in the leagues now kind of thing right. um the good thing is that you could use that experience that you have not only just a Google cert but you also could learn from that Google cert to then later take the CompTIA exam and be like all right cool I'm I'm officially in the league I already know what I'm doing and the main reason why I'm so excited about this because there is growth there's always a chance that you could specialize in one thing or the other while i'm just getting the bare basic um uh bare bones basic of it there's potential that i could eventually grow into a specific field that could pay me more money and that's just what I i'm excited about for me college is that co the problem with college was i had no idea what the fuck i was doing i i, I everyone just told me like just go to school and just do Literally the you know you requirements and, everyone, and mostly everyone who goes there and I, I look back on that and I realize I think that's what screwed me over where it's just like, man, if I like took a step back, was ready to go to school and I knew what I wanted to study and everything and didn't like get super uber depressed because like, you know, I was a, like I, I always told people I never felt like I was a smart kid. I always felt like I was just a well-disciplined child. Like if they, people told me, oh, you're so smart. I'm like, no, not really. I just remember this material better than most people. And I just apply it. Like I didn't study. I didn't really like, you know, go above the call of duty. I didn't take like any honors class or anything. I just did honor all doing basic classes. And um eventually I, uh, I I went to college and I now you had that decision where it's like, okay, now you got to figure out what the fuck you want to do and when you want right. to do it. And that's just what kind of like threw me off. And I was like, damn, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just doing what everybody told me to do up to this point. So 
to me, if I if I were to go back in time, let's say 18-year-old Danny uh, was told, like, hey, you're going to start college at this time, I probably would not go to, to community college. I would just go to a technical school, do that for six months, and then just, like, do something, either HVAC or or basic IT and just go from there. Um, but for me, I, I I got, like, really depressed, and I just didn't show up to school. Like, I, I didn't show up. The, only, the last time I heard about my school was when they told me, like, yeah, uh, because you didn't show up, you're not getting financial aid anymore. I'm like, all right, bet. I had nothing to lose at that that mm-hmm. point um it was a dark time rough time for danny um but i'm glad that's over and i'm glad that you know it's not like uh the end of the chapter at least i could i could go back and learn something and do something a little bit more uh flexible rather than having to like to go to school every day um but yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to this i'm, I'm really uh I'll keep you guys posted, see how this goes. And, and as far as, like, I know some people might say, but Danny, what about your YouTube channel? Do you still want to do it? I still want to do it, but the way I look at it, and this is how I look at it, right? I want to have a better paying job so I have more money in the bank so I'm more relaxed so I can focus on doing shit that I actually give a fuck about. Right. As I don't give a shit about IT, but, like, when you work at a job you don't like and you're exhausting and you get home and you're mentally drained – the last thing you want to do is anything else. And uh, and I don't mean to seem, sound like a, an ungrateful asshole, but YouTube is a very slow thing. It's, you know, some people blow up over, over a month. I get that. But some people, it is a very hard thing to keep track of and keep consistent on to eventually start making any money on YouTube or Internet in general. It's going to take a little bit of time. And to me, I look at it as more like, okay, if I'm not making 20K and barely getting by and I'm making 50K and I have more money in the bank, I could just chill out for a month and I could do whatever the fuck I want and still go out and do shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's one of those things where if I had to tell anyone, heck, let's just say it's one of my younger relatives who are in high school or or just starting college and they don't know what to do. I just tell them the exact same thing I tell anyone who doesn't know what they want to do or haven't already started in the process of doing what they want to do is just do something that will apply to virtually everything um, as best as it can to whatever field you are in, you'll be interested later down the line. A good example is something maybe that the federal government recognizes and that they recognize it. Other jobs may not recognize it, but most jobs will. So like the license that I have... Uh, or that you need to become a aircraft mechanic um it is recognized by most stem industries um whether it be uh, engineering if you're going to engineering whether it be anything involving uh working on vehicles trains boats yachts anything mechanical that would be recognized as a oh this guy you know can work on planes and that skill set transfers over and it, it, it that is something that like will cover mostly everything at least in my field or at least something that i have experience in all that being said how will this apply to like my advice apply to like anyone who doesn't know what they want to do well if you get a bachelor's in business or you get a bachelor's in um in business administration or you get a bachelor's in something that will basically you know if if it's structured in a corporate way or similar that you getting a, a financial degree or finance degree or a uh, or a business degree it, it's one of those things where just like just having that will uh plus maybe another degree or maybe experience will give you a managerial position that you honestly don't deserve but they'll just offer it to you it's like hey uh i first got a, a a business degree a bachelor's in business and um now i figure out what i wanted to do and now i am going to do uh it 
So let's just say I do IT, right? Just because I have those two small degrees and I've just started working, somehow I'm eligible after a year to be management, even though uh, Johnny over here has been working out for five years and he's the, our go-to guy for every little small IT problem. Um, he can't get it because, well, he doesn't have a degree in business. And I think that's kind of dumb, right? Because, like, yeah. so it, 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 that has nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, like, if it covers if it covers most of the uh the fields out there that exists already you might as well just get it uh to get that ball rolling sure you might be bored of your mind and sure you might have to get you will ask yourself the same question everyone asks themselves do i really want to do this is this am i really like yeah exactly like everyone goes through that that because like they hate what they're doing it's like like uh even someone i know who um they're going through uh, business and stuff and like like how to deal with businesses. They're just, you know, stressed about life and stuff. And then they, they just ask themselves. Not because like they're double, that they're questioning if they're doing anything wrong or right. It's just, it's one of those things where you just, you just catch yourself and you're just like, am I doing this right? You know, everyone has it. I had it when I was going through my technical problem. Yeah, it could happen to anybody. It could be like, even if you're doing something you care about, like how many people do a YouTube video and they'd be like, oh, I don't know if this is like a good part of the script. Should I cut this out? Is this a good idea? Right. And it happens. It's really interesting when you get people's perspective. Like, oh yeah, I had this whole segment about like demo night in, in the, how it feels to play TF, uh, demo night in TF2. And they're like, oh yeah, that. why didn't he mention demo night? He said like, it just didn't feel right in the video format. So then he made a separate video talking about it, what it's like uh making uh how to be a how it feels to play demo right. night on on tf2 I, so like i get where you're I, coming from it, there's always a sense of doubt for everybody the reason why you know, i had that train of thought is because i was going to school well i was going to work and then right after work immediately right after work i would literally just it it'd be like a block and my school be right there uh i could walk there i could drive there but honestly it was just a block it doesn't matter um and there'd be school so my day would start at 6 a.m. and would end at 10.30 p.m. because school ends at 10.30. And all I'd do is just go home, shower, eat a little bit, a uh, small thing, little snackish if I'm still feeling peckish, and then go on to the next day. And I kept doing that. My weekdays were, were taken up. They weren't um, uh, very social. They weren't very anything. It was just it was just oriented with work and, uh, and uh, what do you call it, uh, school, which I'm not saying it was – toxic for me i'm just saying like i enjoy the people who i worked with i still miss them to this day i miss the people i went to school with all my uh, my classmates like it was fun it was it was it was quite of experience quite of a hell of experience and i wish i can go back um to all that and that's the one of the things i miss about all my other jobs and and my my experience in school but all that being said like there were points where like damn dude and like i know i want to do this but like why am I doing this type of stuff? And just, I just want everyone to know, if that's you, it's fine. You're not, uh, you're not alone. You gotta let these these thoughts pass and just, just. Uh, if you need to talk it out to someone, just talk it out. But all I'm saying is, it's 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 one of those things where, uh, it's healthy to have those questions, to be introspective and all that stuff. So, um, to quote the Big J himself, he said, "Keep going." That's the best thing I could tell you because that's how I feel right now. My biggest thing I'm trying to promise myself because, like, obviously, because I'm not working at the moment, but I'm still – I got some interviews set up and everything. Um, my biggest thing is that I am trying to keep myself as disciplined as I can. I'm mm -hmm. trying to follow a schedule, a sleep schedule and everything because my biggest issue is that, you know, people think, like, oh, I like being a YouTuber because I get to sleep and wake up and work whenever you want. That's not good. That's not good at all. Your body is not going to like that. 
at all. Yeah. If you are a night owl, schedule around being a night owl. But if you're just sleeping and waking up and sleeping and waking up and doing whatever the fuck you want, your body and your timeline and your and your sense of like priorities are all fucked at this point. So for me, like a good example is that I woke up. Uh, I woke up early because of the situation in my job, but immediately after the job, I went back to bed, woke up, and went on a walk, and it was really refreshing. Now it like got me, my blood pumping, and I'm like as groggy and as not as tired anymore. And now I'm like, okay, I know I'm doing this, so I have to do this tomorrow and the day after and the day after, and I, I'm going to study one hour of of a day. I'm going to do it for three, and I got to do it, and I got to set it in my calendar because if I just freebase and do whatever the fuck I want, I'm destined to fail because that's what happened to me with my last job where when I got let go, I was so excited. I was like, all right, I'm in my creative flow right mm -hmm. now. I'm doing good. I got so many ideas. And then what happened? I got depressed and I went through a depressive episode. And I just did nothing and slept all day. And I realized like, shit, now I'm back at a job I don't like and I haven't done anything I wanted to do. So that's that's all we got to say on, on that matter. So we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Marcus? Yeah, so I wanted a... to add on to what you just said. And it's one of those things that um, you don't know how true it is until you experience it experience it and um from my experience people have this i guess this suffering competition is like oh dang dude i'm sorry i'm i feel like i'm i'm like this way you know I, i'm a bit slow i'm groggy i only had like five hours of on and off sleep and so i was like well yeah i had four hours of sleep and you know i'm, I'm doing just fine it's like yeah well look at, thanks yeah it's not course, a competition so. buddy it's like you know everyone's got their own shit you don't have to like you don't have to like say like, you don't have to, like, rub it in that you're going through something worse. Yeah, you don't have to, like, outdo the other person. And it's, like, I hate when people do that. It's, like, okay, uh, I'm telling you this. I'm not trying to get approval. I'm just telling you how this feels. I hate that with, like, jobs, especially with some cunt-ass, like, supervisor, be like, oh, man, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to do it. Well, I gave birth and I still showed up to work. And, um, Okay. Fucked up sense of priorities, but not my, not me, Basically. Chief. And it's one of those things where, like, look, um, when I realized that most Americans go their day to day without a decent amount of sunlight uh, intake, a, a daily amount of su uh, sunlight intake, uh, a good healthy amount of vitamins and minerals, uh, specifically minerals. Minerals is, is very important. And lastly, a good amount of sleep. Now, the sleep one is 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 due to circumstances maybe um you're working two jobs and you got a kid like th those people will obviously have a reason that they can't but like sleeping is very important uh to mental health to memory all that stuff i have a friend who's like a good friend of mine he just he just doesn't treat sleep that seriously and he doesn't have that good of a memory and i'm like eh, early signs of dementia there buddy that doesn't sound all that good uh but either way it's it's one of those things where sleep vitamins and minerals and sunlight just having those three basic things can really affect your mood and your and your style and everything it's one of those things where like like sure we we uh we're in we're living in a generation uh that our ancestors thousands of years ago would only wish that their children could live and that's something to be like uh to be humbled about that there's no reason to really fight uh, any big wars in first world countries now because like the average citizen will never have to experience any kind of hardship like that because well you know a lot of sacrifice was made to to lead us here sure the world isn't like america or like europe or like any of these other first world countries but it, it, it's arguably just a tad bit better um but all that being said people aren't sleeping well uh the at least study shows that having a room at 68 degrees uh, will help improve your sleep quality. Um, 
before you go to sleep, 90 minutes before you go to sleep, anything with blue lights, you got to like stop using it. So like your phone, your 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 TV or anything. If you don't have a blue light filter on it, uh don't use it. Don't use it cuz it'll it'll mess up your your your, your rhythm. Uh, it could mess up your brain a bit. It's not one of those things where you just get used to when the week or whatever. It's like, oh, I've been doing phones right before going to sleep my whole life without a blue light filter. Uh, you may, maybe you should try the blue light filter just 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 in, just in case it helps. Um, and then lastly, this is the, this is the most important one. If you wake up to natural light or just light in general instead of an alarm clock, you will wake up feeling much better. So I really recommend for everyone listening. Um, uh, when it comes to if you if you struggle getting out of bed and you struggle with the whole like oh I have to get up and do all this stuff, uh, I recommend buying a uh, one of those smart lights that you can connect to your phone, which connects to the Wi-Fi, and set an alarm or at least a timer on your on your on your light. Uh, it could be on your ceiling light, it could be on, on a lamp, it could be anything. But as long as it's 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 a warm white light and it's set to like maybe 10 minutes or five minutes before your actual like alarm. Let's just say you wake up at 6 a.m., right? Hypothetically speaking, uh, set that set that light to get off at 5.50. You will like getting up will take a whole lot less mental energy because you're using light to wake up instead of that annoying uh, generic default ringtone uh that most people have on their alarm clocks. You know what I mean? That, that, that annoying, yeah, th- yeah, that grinding sound that most people do that. For me, uh, I have a whole Google Home routine because I try to get into the whole like smart house thing, mainly with my bedroom. Um, I have this whole like routine in mind that's like when my alarm goes off, let's say I have to wake up and like two hours before my shift started, um, it will turn on the lights. It will say, good morning, wake up. It's time to go to work. Right. Um, it'll like Then once I'm up, I it will say, like, oh, here's your calendar events for today. You have this at this time at this at that time. And it would just start playing music as like an alarm clock. And what I like about it is you can set it up as like your Spotify playlist. Because what used to happen when I was in school is that I put the same alarm clock sound because before this is back before you could put songs um, as your ringtone. And uh, it was a good thing for me because eventually my brain has this ability that once it gets in synced with the alarm clock sound, it knows how to tune it the fuck yeah. out. But with different music, I wake up to everything to to help me wake up. I uh I what's it called? I don't. <laughs> back when you know you we didn't stream music and stuff uh i downloaded mm-hmm. music and i did a whole bunch of generic funny things that uh, like audio clips that i found online of songs or of anime or anything uh where like if it's waking up in the morning type of thing or anything that i can use to say hey wake up uh i would use it heck recently i had the uh, uh the the voice actor of arthur morgan uh saying hey get up wake up uh you you lazy bastard uh don't be like uh, did he say micah or did he say uh, either way he 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 would insult you to get up and it was one of those things where like uh it was fun listening to getting up in the morning i, I still use it every now and then the, the... but uh but it's one of those things where like if if you use the same alarm yeah it's one of those things where you can just tune it out and it's easy to tune it out because your brain's like hey i just want to go back to sleep type of thing it's my I think my favorite one probably like Joey Diaz. I don't know if you know about Joey Diaz and his podcast yeah. and what kind of comedian he is, but I, I still love the uh, wake up cocksuckers. It's the fourth of July and, and he's just going to fucking tangent and shit like that. That's that is like the most funniest shit ever. I would love to wake up to that noise every time. The wake the fuck up cocksuckers. Also, it's time to get out of bed. Also, the seven to eight hour range is something that people should strive for. It's one of those things that uh, uh, we were 
designed to have uh, when it comes to sleep. Because honestly, when it comes to sleep, you burn fat when you're asleep. You you regain muscle. You your brain basically sorts itself on all the every all the information it gathered in that day, um, and it organizes it much more neatly. Um, it just you do a lot of things when in your sleep sleeping is one of those things that humans just have like a superpower of uh compared to like the rest of the animal kingdom uh especially when it comes to like even when it comes to wounds how we heal with wounds that's why even doctors and medical professionals every one of them will say just you need to sleep you need to sleep you need to sleep of course rest you need to rest so your body can do what it was designed to do um the best at uh, recovery and it's one of those things where like a lot of people just take for granted because oh because i'm young and whatever but the like it's one of those things where like it's that piece of humble pie you're gonna have to force to eat when you're older when you realize damn i should have like done should have done that when i was younger or whatever and sleep is one of those things that's why like i'm not i'm not i'm not no doctor or anything i'm not i'm not any, a, a professional of anything but like i i would recommend to everyone if they're they're feeling down just take maybe a multivitamin every every other day uh a serving says of a multivitamin uh uh, when it comes to that, uh, sleep well, sleep better, find different ways to be better at sleep. Because honestly, if sleep was a drug, it'd be outlawed because how powerful it makes you feel if you do it right. Yeah, but it also has like, you know, going back to that drug analogy, it also could fuck you over if you oversleep because like that's what happens. You overdo it and then either that makes you feel like dog shit, which is what my issue is. It's either I sleep too much or I don't sleep at all. Uh, you have to be careful with that too. Uh, one of the cases I know to be true that causes oversleeping, at least when it comes to like, not personal experience, but from like friends' experience, uh, I knew a couple friends who um, were essentially eating uh, a thing of melatonin every night, and they really couldn't pre- like, they really couldn't produce an natural. No, they they could produce it, but it would much be easier if they just took a a, a, a gummy melatonin gummy and it's one of those things where like you maybe you shouldn't really be taking it because like at any point you can just get dependent on it and that's not good and it's one of those things where you gotta do things naturally like this is why i recommend people to not drink coffee every day especially here in the whole hispanic community people like to drink the it's tempting it's hella tempting the espresso variant uh the hispanic espresso variant down here and it's one of those things where like if you drink coffee every other day you will feel the effects of the caffeine work on you much more healthier especially if you're drinking something as as strong as a uh as an espresso or anything like it it's it's one of those things where like you know take a break heck even with people who are going to the gym like i'm going to the gym and even i know you're not supposed to take pre-workout every single freaking day and at most you should only ever take 200 milligrams of caffeine daily for your body to healthy in a healthy way break it down and for your heart to to be able to use it uh, to, to not be able to uh <laughs> not hurt itself and these people are taking 600 milligrams before they uh they work out so they get that that big pump like that's cool enough like damn dude that's like bad for your heart and all that stuff so like yeah it's, it's one of those things where like uh the more natural you things get, the more like peaceful you peace you find within yourself. It's it's one of those weird things, hippy dippy things, but it's so fucking true. And I hate how uh, everyone just gets hooked onto their own little uh, light vices, I guess, because they're not hard. Well, caffeine is a drug. Hmm. It's not one of those hardcore drugs. So yeah, it is what it is. But uh, if I had to say anything, just 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 
simple things. Just make sure you're, you get your vitamins and your minerals in check. Make sure you uh getting eight hours, you know, seven to eight hours of sleep. Get some sunlight. Uh, go outside, walk. Get some sunlight. Wake up to light instead of uh, an auditory uh, alarm. But you can still have that auditory alarm. Just make sure the visual thing is there first. And then, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I'm not trying to be a guru or anything. And you could just tell me, hey, Marcos, I, I like living my life on the edge. I'm going to drink 16 monster cans in a day. So, uh, th- no, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, sure, you could do that. I'm just letting you know that yeah. it's, it's something that, like, at least when I've implemented in my life and other of my friends have implemented in their lives, it's helped them out. So it's, it's one of those things where, like, maybe uh, uh, doing what we were uh, – uh, designed to do in, at, at a biological uh foundation it would make it seems a lot more uh what's the word at normal if, if that makes any sense but yeah it's 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 uh it's one of the things that i, I can see where you're coming from like to, to quote joe rogan he was talking about how like you know we're we're you know at the end of the day we're animals we're we're we are part of earth and the nature and everything like that we are destined to used to climb mountains we used to hunt we used to do this this and that and you know now we got people stuck inside office buildings for eight hours straight with fluorescent lighting and it's it, it numbs you out and like that's the problem is that like your your basic humanly bodily functions you know from past evolution um you know it's still there it's still hardwired into the code it's an old patch note but it's still a thing, you know, and that's what people need to acknowledge is that like, hey, maybe you need to still have those things. You still need to go out. You still need to walk. You still need to socialize. You still need to do this, this and that. And that's why when I, I stop doing those kinds of things, I start feeling like shit. But when I go to the gym, I work out, I pump some iron, Um, you know, I feel great. Like, yeah, it sucks at first. But then I'm like looking forward like, oh, yeah, but I'm feeling good afterwards, you know. And that's how I felt today after I did my walk. It's just I, I had to fall back asleep because I didn't sleep well last night. Um, and I woke up early for nothing, essentially. Dude, I need a, I need yeah, a doctor. Speaking about sleeping on stuff, dude, I've been waking up this whole past month uh, in the middle of the night. I don't got to pee. I don't got to poop. I'm not thirsty. I'm not hot. I'm not cold. I'm not anything. Mm-hmm. But when I wake up, I'm like, your boy wants to, like, look, my libido is high enough already. Like, it, it, it's just naturally high all the damn time ever since I was uh, 16. Seven, like, yeah, 16, 15, somewhere along those lines. And But it's been the highest now. And I would wake up in the middle of the night with a high libido. And I can't go back to sleep. Because, like, like my brain's like, hey, um, procreate, bruh. Procreate yeah, just right fuck. now. Fuck Dude, now. Like, and it, it takes me, like, 30 minutes to go back to sleep. It's not like, oh, you know. Oh, I got to pee. Let me just go walk to the bathroom and waddle my, my, my fat butt to the bathroom, pee, go to my bed, and within, at most, a minute, I'm back asleep. No, it's not like that. I feel like if I had to wake up to pee, I would be more concerned because, like, that's very rare for me. Uh, I drink a lot of water. Okay, well, not every... Um, for, I mean, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, for me, like, I, I can't remember the last time I just woke up to pee. But, then again, it's so rare. Uh, for me, my worst habit is that I used to, um, like, I, I would try to, like, get a sleep cycle. Like, I would go to bed, you know, early and things like that. And what happens is, let's say I eat food around, like, 9 and I go to bed around, like, right. 10. Um, and let's say I go to bed around, like, 11 or 10.30. There'll be, there's, like, a 50-50 chance that I wake up at 3.30, which, for some reason, like, I'll be in a deep sleep and everything. And I'll wake up at the middle of the night, like, fuck, I am really goddamn hungry now. And I have to go drive, I have to go eat something, and then I have to go back to sleep. Now, assuming that my diabetes isn't acting up and my blood sugar just dropped overnight, which happens, um, uh, usually it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I just need to eat something so I could go back to sleep. And, you know, like the chowder episode, like, oh, just getting a midnight snack. And it's like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. Um, 
so it's sort of that's, I don't mean to make poke fun of you, but like at this point, given how America and and how uh, uh, how most of our foods here are are processed and high in sugars and carbs, when someone's acting up, whether it be a man or a woman, I, I feel like I have to ask them: Are you diabetic? Are you hungry? Or is your blood sugar not normal? Because like a lot of people use this whole like, oh, she's probably on her period to explain why she's so not, like so batty. But like at this point, I feel like. Like, maybe you could tell from experience, uh, if we have time on this episode left, but, like, uh, people will, mm-hmm. with, with, with diabetic, di- with diabetes, with your type 1 or type 2, when their blood sugar is not at a nominal level, they, uh... Oh, yeah, they're yeah, different. It's, it's yeah, a, I'm, I, I could I could test to that. Um, usually, like, not to give, like, a whole health class lesson, but uh, when I first got out of the hospital, I was getting, like, low blood sugar, like, every other second oof. because my body was getting adjusted to the insulin. We didn't know because they'd just be like, all right, try this amount, and it would be, like... To the point where, like, put in the mindset, your blood sugar as a non-diabetic is supposed to be around 100, give or yeah, take, yeah. maybe 120, something around that way. To put in perspective, I remember one time I woke up in the middle of the night. This is just after I got out of the hospital. I measured my blood because I was, like, like freaking out, and I measured it, and it was down to 30. So I remember it. I couldn't use my hands. My hands were like noodle arms. I couldn't do it. So I had to like run to the to the to the kitchen with my with my wrists, and I had to awkwardly carry the cereal box and just go to town on like trying to eat the cereal as fast as I can so I could get that into my system. Um, what that's called class. It's called hypoglycemia. It's when your blood sugar dips, um, than where your blood sugar should mm-hmm. be at essentially. And for me, when I get that, my hands start to get <laughs> shake like super hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, my feet sometimes get like super cold. My brain is suddenly going like overclock mode. I'm thinking like 15 different seconds, but that's usually like a coping mechanism I do to keep myself distracted. Um, uh, because I shouldn't even be in a car or driving, God forbid, because that's happened to me before. Like I'll be driving and I'll just start like talking like super fast, and I realize that my hands are shaking. I'm like, oh shit! And like the two guys I'm in the car with don't know how to drive so i'm the responsible driver and i got to deal with that shit so i got to be like yo I, I, we got to like get our food and like pull over or i got to eat inside um, I, I just want to make a comment when you were talking about hypoglycemia i thought you were gonna do the chubby emu thing explaining what the what each syllable means hypo meaning low uh emia means no, presence in no. blood uh, uh glyco you know uh, uh, yeah so i look for people who don't know uh just like if if you're if your blood sugar is too high or too low uh and people who are diabetics even pre-diabetics even um when that uh condition is met your blood becomes toxic and uh like quite literally toxic and it's one of those things where like uh your whole body runs on it on that blood so seeing that mood shift is is kind of normal honestly but the scariest thing was that like when i when i got out of the hospital they gave us an EpiPen, which is like the emergency like hey if your kid faints yeah, and like you need to yeah, that that's scary because I completely forgot about it. I accepted my diabetes as just a normal way of life for me since I was eighteen. Um, but uh, when I remembered when I was on TikTok, I, I, I was stumbling upon the uh, diabetes truth uh, hashtag and I clicked on it and I was remembering this one kid who was just completely on his side, and his dad was like having to measure him with like uh, like a little uh, glucose monitor thing on the. Uh, Continuous glucose monitor, yeah. you know, and he was like down to like eighty and less, and well, not even less than eighty. It was like way worse, and he was basically going to a coma. Um, and that's a scary thought because like my family warned me about it, and like even the nurse who gave it to me was like this big red box. She just said like, "Look, I have met hundreds of hundreds of diabetics that have never ever ever used this thing, but we have to let you know how to use it if in case something happens." Yeah. 
to you. And it's a scary thought because I never thought about it. And I, I start thinking like, man, what? I sleep a lot. Am I having those situations? And that happens. Sometimes the worst for me is like when my blood sugar dips, when I'm so goddamn tired, I can't get out of bed. And then my body's like, you got to do this. But my body's also like, you got to get some sleep. And it's like, it, it sucks. Like for me, what like what I used to do, what I have right now is like I have like a box of Oreos, like one of those like um ones you could take with right. you. And um, when I wake up with low blood sugar and I know I got to put something in my mouth, I got to eat something. I just like hound oreos down my throat as fast as i can um because like to my mindset and people say like oh but you know just drink a glass of orange juice but on my mindset i'm thinking like if i don't put something in me right now Giggity. i'm probably gonna go into a coma and i'm freaking the fuck out so i gotta do it and usually with the side effect is that now your blood sugar is way too fucking high and then you gotta like balance that shit out afterwards um so it, it sucks. It's it's you know it's not like uh, I'm doing this like as a pity thing, but I but going you know ironically that circles back with my job where when I told them about the bathroom situation, I'm like look, I'm a diabetic. I got to take a piss a little bit more often than others. Their immediate reaction was like, well, you need to go to a doctor to sign a form, and I'm just like. Do I really need to do this really? shit? Is this really like such a privilege to go take the piss to you guys that I have to prove that one I'm a diabetic and two that I have to get a doctor to sign it? I'm like, dude, this this is so fucking bullshit. And it's not even the first call center that did that. My other call center I worked that did the same fucking thing because I was a pre-diabetic and then I became a diabetic when I started working there. And I I told him like, hey, uh, I'm a diabetic and I'm gonna sue the shit out of you guys. Don't let me use the bathroom. So they eventually said, all right, take your breaks whenever the fuck you want and go use the bathroom whenever you want. But that's just so crazy. It's like. The only way I can use the bathroom is only if I have a medical yeah, condition. I had to get there. Yeah, and that's just like, damn, dude, like, how fucked are you? You shouldn't even get to that point, which is one of those things. It really shouldn't. I'll end with this, but um, it's one of those things to bring this all together with health and work and all that stuff. Um, as an airplane mechanic, there's a section that they told us about that, hey, this is this is your right as a, as a mechanic. And they really honed us down. It was a class. It was a class on, like, our rights on what we we can do. Worker rights, well, yeah. No, but not just any worker rights. It, it is outlawed. Like, specifically right, for specifically you. Specifically for mechanics. And they just outlined it. And it's, uh, I think it was Chapter 65 or, yeah, 60-something, where it says, hey, um, here are your rights. In the CFR, here is your rights and what you can and cannot do. And these are federally backed. You got to know what your rights are. And look, there's some HRs that sure, they'll, they'll back you up. But at least in my experience. Most of them uh, don't. At least in my Most experience, right, these HRs are only there to, to stick to the status quo. And not only just that, but to really, really make sure everything's uh, in line, making sure everyone's uh, doing everything so no one gets in trouble. Uh, my worst experience with HR is more like they're the they're the uh, damage control department yeah. where they yeah like if you report let's say hey this higher up like sexually uh, harassed me or something like that they'll try to like pin it in this awkward way saying that like oh you know we don't want to ruin the company so maybe you might have let them on or some shit like yeah. that or or this this and that and it's just like okay well clearly HR doesn't mean jacket shit it's kind of like Which, back when you were in school and you know god forbid you're you're a kid with like maybe some fucked up parent situations and shit and you tell right. them like hey I think I'm being abused and then they tell them like alright cool I'm just gonna have trust issues for the rest of my life fucking now, Susan thank you wrong. Don't get me wrong. Being uh, touched inappropriately at work, not cool. Very cringe, right? But, but, in 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 these classes, in these uh, courses that these these people have taken in order to be an HR rep, uh, many a times people would make false accusations, and you don't want to say it outright. They're like, hey, are you lying? Obviously, you don't want that. You want to make sure, like, hey, this is a. This is something that uh, if it did happen, it sucks. It's horrible. But, like, it's also one of those things where, like, you got to ask, like, is this real? 
like word around the office is that you guys were a bit too friendly, a lot very touchy. And I'm not saying that's fine. Look, but in, like, in my you know, opinion, here's my opinion. If if a company says that we're doing an internal investigation for something oh, like course, this, yeah. that's immediately suspect. Immediately. That's yeah. like, wait, no. That is a police situation. You call the cops to <laughs> right. deal with that. Not internally. That what the fuck does internally yeah. mean? How do we make this look like we're not the bad guys? Or try to um, save face, essentially. But yeah, it or victim blame or some shit like that. It's like, uh, no. Yeah, it's one of those things where we've got to learn. Yeah, don't don't go to HR. Fuck well, that shit. No, HR is not gonna mostly have your back, especially if it's a higher up. They don't. They're not at gonna least, do that. Especially if you're going to HR, or at least have a have a uh, paper trail or record. Uh, showing that hey, like this happened, like you're going to. This has been reported. Re- reported, yeah. like even in places where it's a two-party consent for recordings. So two-party consent means the people who are talking or in the conversation, they need to agree that to be recording. One party means that only one person in the conversation needs to record. But if you're a third party who has nothing to do with the two people who are talking and you're recording, that's called eavesdropping, and you shouldn't do it. That's not cool, bro. But uh, when it comes to doing, going to HR, make sure you have an email trail uh, and CC your personal email if you have to or anything. Um, if you're using a work email uh, and when you're talking to HR, make sure it's recorded. And when you're talking to a management or anything else and you think it's very serious, um, you have at least in most jobs, uh, you should look at the HR policy. You should check out uh, if you can that you, if you have that right uh, to have a representative on your side to, you know, hash things out and all that stuff it's one of those things where like a lot of people oh, it just makes me cringe it's one of those things where i don't know man if i had to do all this extra shit and i'm not suing the no, company i wouldn't no, be no, back no, working there that. i'm talking about like when you sign the contract the work contract and it's a whole bunch of mm-hmm. papers just to sign your name 50 freaking times people don't read these things and people don't take notes which i get it you just want to go about your business do your thing get it over right. with I get, yeah. I get that i get that but like these people can just they don't they care about you but on a corporate level they just, they just don't care so you got to read every little thing follow the black and white and when you follow the black and white you can't really get in trouble and even if you do you can point at them hold them to that standard and you'll just be just fine even if you have to be let go because of you know and that's awkward because you know of everything that you did but we're just fine just make sure like you don't get screwed over at least you can make the argument that you could receive unemployment for unfair termination so at least you have that that's as true. like a backup because yeah. you know when you get unemployment, it's like a really awkward process. I never got in it, but from people I've heard, it's like you have to prove that you were unjustifiably fired to a judge. And depending on whether or not the judge is going to side with you or not, um, it's it's really one of those um, things that like just do it. If well, to a judge, if it gets if it gets there, first you need to go to the um, oh fuck, I forgot what the department's called, but you you make a you basically make a uh, a claim. And then mm-hmm. they contact your employer, and then they could, they would either contest the claim or say, yeah, that's what happened. And then if they contest it, then they come talk to you again, and then then it goes to litigation. And, yeah, that's – that's. I guess the best way to look at it is, like, when you get a speeding ticket, like, depending on whether or not the cop gives a shit, he's going to be, like, either show up or, like, you pay someone to show up for Basically. you. And then they're just going to fight it, and they'll give, like, the usual spiel and everything like that. That's what I did when I got a speeding ticket when I was, you know, when I was younger. I, I just paid the ticket clinic. I said, show this up. I'm not going to the court. I'm going to go to a convention. Let me know how it goes. And they're like, oh, yeah, they, they didn't even show up. They, you won the case easily. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, uh, uh, having someone represent you just to do your own thing while you're doing your own thing. Yeah, please. Look, here's the thing, though. I'm, I I get it. You know, there's like the saying that says, like, when you're not smart, you surround yourself with smarter people. Um, But like, yeah, it, it, don't don't 
don't defend yourself if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because like you might get screwed over even harder yeah so uh this was a nice uh advice filled episode yeah you want to wrap, yeah, it, let's up. wrap it up bro yeah, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so it was a great episode. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, what's been going on, and we gave some friendly advice. Um, I was going to bring up the melatonin thing, because I actually have a little bit of insight on that. If you want yeah, me sure. to you can wrap bring it up, it up real quick. Okay, yeah. So, um, as far as my take on melatonin, I didn't take this shit when I was in, when I was in school, which I kind of wish I did, because Marcos could attest to this. There was a time frame in my life that I was thinking about this, because... You might know what band I'm talking about, Marcos. Uh, I was doing this walk, and I was listening to a particular band. And I remember I always made the compliment that I liked this band a lot because it cured my insomnia. So the story goes, that to keep it short, was that one week in high school, I don't know what it was. It wasn't anything special this week in particular. But somehow I couldn't sleep. Not like, oh, I'm having a hard time to sleep. I'm just, you know, I could close my eyes. And it was more like my brain literally forgot how to sleep. I don't know how it did it, but it wouldn't let me sleep. And I remember I was freaking the fuck out. I did everything I could to try to, like, get some sleep. Like, go to bed early. Don't be on the computer. Don't have a blue screen. You know, drink coffee. Not coffee. um, Tea or some shit like that to help you sleep. And I I did that, and I couldn't sleep for, like, a whole week straight. I remember being so scared. Like, if I, if I had a car back then or I had someone who could get me right, I would have gone to the emergency room and be like, look, I haven't slept in the last, like, f- six or seven days now, and I am freaking the fuck out. Um... And one day I, I went to hang out with your brother and your brother was playing Guitar Hero Metallica. And I don't know what it was, but something about Metallica music and your brother's couch in his room put me out like immediately, like knocked me the fuck out. It was like the best sleep I ever had in my life. And then that's when I discovered melatonin was that when I was working overnight, I was having troubles like getting used to like sleeping during the day and being awake during the night. Uh, my sister recommended me melatonin gummies. And I've been taking them since. Uh, but on and off. My, my thing with melatonin is is someone who came up to me and says which should i take melatonin in my experiences is very specific but i'll give it like this i take melatonin like this let's say if the recommend recommendation is like two you take two and then you go to sleep right let's say you take two let's say your, your sleep time is midnight and i would take two at 11 30 and i would take that shit turn off the tv and wait to sleep because that thing is instant that thing is fast as hell acting mm-hmm. but what i tend what my problem is and this is what i realized that there's like a reward and punishment system where if i take the melatonin and let's say i stay awake let's say i'm watching like a tv show and i'm like okay the show ends in an hour but i'm supposed to be asleep in like 30 minutes and then the melatonin starts kicking in i'm like starting to doze off i start realizing like oh shit but i'm really tired but i, I should i want to finish this episode what i tend to do is that i'll snap back into reality like the eminem song and my eyes start burning the fuck up and like i can't fall back asleep like that that my window of of opportunity to go back to sleep completely disappeared on me and so what happens is that now I have to take another gummy in order to fall back to sleep. I usually take two if I know for a fact, like, okay, I'm not going to watch TV. I'm not going to do anything. I need to get my eight hours of sleep. The problem I have with melatonin is the following. One, my body, there was a time where I would take the same amount of melatonin every time. Like, let's say when I get home from work, I would take melatonin to get as much sleep as I can before I wake up, before I, I took another nap to go to work. Um, there was a time frame where I would take the melatonin so many times, like, like consistency back to back to back, or like daily where i eventually would build like a super hard tolerance to it where like i would take it i would sleep for barely five hours and i would feel like absolute dog shit like i'm talking about like drowsy like like you know when you're like you're uh crabby when you're like uh when, you, when you're what, what's the term called when when you don't get enough sleep groggy. and you're really uh not groggy but like you're more like agitated yeah, and you're more like one. like yeah, yeah. 
But, like, that was it for me. Like, I was like, my eyes are burning. I can't sleep. I woke up for five hours, and I'm already awake. Um, so I had to, like, turn it back a little bit. It's like, okay, if I naturally feel tired, don't take the melatonin. You're already going to sleep just fine. But if I take it back to back to back, my body builds, like, a super tolerance, and it feels like the absolute worst. The other problem I have with melatonin was that I was taking it to sleep during the day to go to work at night. But there's a rare chance, and it's happened to me before, where I would go to bed at, like, 9 a.m., and I wouldn't wake up until, like, uh, 8.30 p.m. I'm dead serious. Like, I would get home at, at 9 a.m. and sleep all day in my bed without a single moment of waking up, and I wake up going back to work at night. Yeah, that's normal. And, I mean, like, it's happened to me. Like, I've slept the whole day before, but it's kind of scary. But this is the, the scary part, right? The melatonin could still be in your system even if you're completely wide mm -hmm. awake. Like, I'll wake up. I'll be fine. I'll be taking a shower. And I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of me driving to my car late at night and there's not many cars on the road and there's no, like, headlights in my eyes. But, dude, there's a scary thought where it's like, holy shit, I still got this in my system. I'm half asleep while I'm driving. Or worse yet, that might be even in your system as you're driving back home. Because the scariest time for me whenever I worked at this job was that the drive home to work when you're really tired, it is the scariest fucking thing in the world. Thankfully, there wasn't any traffic at that time, but it scared me because, like, you might be, like, driving, you blink, and then you realize you've been closing your eyes for the last, like, three seconds and you're driving on the yeah. highway. That's a scary fucking thought, and that's what, like, always, like, got me on, on edge. It's like, I got to turn up the music really loud. I got to put the air blowing in my face and shit like that just to uh, keep myself awake. So I recommend it, but with moderation and just be patient with it and take it. And also, don't take it if you're only going to get five hours of sleep. Don't do it because it's just not going to help you. It's going to make you sleep, but you're going to be so fucking tired when you wake up that it's not even going to be worth it at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, especially with caffeine, just if you take it constantly – uh, either take less of a dosage or just skip a day. Yeah, for me, it's like I only recommend people if like if you have eight hours to spare and you absolutely want to sleep because you have to sleep those eight hours, then yes, go for it. But if let's say you're, you're like you were supposed to sleep and it's already like you know you only got six hours left on your on your sleep time, I wouldn't recommend it. While yes, it could be you could have a chance that it might still work out for you because it's gonna knock you out. It's gonna for sure knock you the fuck out. But um, the problem is, is that how long is that shit's going to still be in your system when you wake up and you got to get shit done, right. you know? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my take. I, I just only wanted to give my take on the matter Cause I get asked a lot, that question, uh, a lot from my friends and fellow coworkers are like, Hey, how do you do it? I'm like, well, this is, this is what I recommended. Just take it slowly in moderation. Don't get like the highest dosage from the start. Cause that shit's going to fuck you up and knock you out easily. Um, I recommend it for people that are like, that just need to sleep, especially at a specific time. And they need to wake up at a, at a specific time as well. But that's enough about it said. That's our, you know, friendly, manly advice on health and shit. So we're going to wrap it up here, folks. Uh, thank you so much for watching and listening to the DKM podcast. As you guys know, you can watch us and listen to us on platforms such as YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Um, if you haven't yet, feel free to join our Discord server. The links are down below. And if you want to follow us so you get up to speed on whenever we get our up episodes uploaded. Um, and if you're not in the Discord server, you can follow us at DKM podcast on uh, Twitter. We would greatly appreciate that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're just going to go ahead and say thank you very much for watching. You have a good one. And take care. See you next time.